My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not leave the same. All right, Matthew, chapter number six. Matthew, chapter number six. If you can figure out the puzzle that is the bulletin today, the uh, we're looking at fasting. Now, I know, how many of you are nervous? I said a bad word. It's not even a four-letter word. Yeah, I know it is. And it's a bad word. But no, we get nervous when there's certain topics brought up. It's in the Bible. I got to preach the whole council, right? But I, I wonder if, if part of it is because we don't understand and we're not doing it right. And so we're going to look at, we're going to move forward because the Bible does say that there some things don't come by prayer and fasting. If you want something, sometimes you've got to do something about it. So Matthew chapter number 6. Verse number 16, it says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, I say unto you that they have their reward. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. Thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this morning. And again, Lord, uh, we're talking about a, sometimes what might be considered a touchy topic. We all like our food. But Lord, it's more than just that, as we're going to see this morning. So we just pray again that you'd be honored, that you'd be glorified, that we'd be edified and encouraged, Lord. We ask these things, your name. Amen. I read this quote, here you go, this week when we're talking about fasting. It is the one of the most abused and least used of all the practices of Jesus. We live in a culture not only of food, but of excess luxury and addiction. For so many, the desires of our bodies have, become, have come to hold power over us. In the battle with our flesh, we become its slave, not its master. So fasting is more than just food, and, and, and to be honest, that should be one of the last things we need to look at if we're talking about ridding our lives of certain things. Or, But this is what fasting is. Fasting is pushing pause on what you need so you can get something you need more. It's pausing something you need so you can get something you need. Oh, wait, listen, again, we use the illustration because it's the, the first one that comes to mind. Food. You need food. Man doesn't live by bread alone, right? But you do live by it. You, we need food. Uh, we can survive far longer than we think we can without food, but eventually, so you need food, you need water, you need oxygen. 
You, there are things that you need, and I'm not suggesting hold your breath unless you're underwater, right? <coughs> but more importantly than that, when we're talking about fasting in a biblical context, because one of the best diets right now, and I don't know, I haven't put that much study into it, but it is this idea of fasting for your health. Not, not only, you know, eat, you know, lunch one day and dinner the next and breakfast. And I do know this from a study when I was a, a teenager. I remember that basically you've got to trick your body. And so that's why, you know, fads are kind of diets because you've got to, once your body becomes used to something, it'll adjust to it. And so you've got to trick it again. There was this uh, lady, she was been overweight her whole entire life. And, and she had to go in for some tests where she had to, not, not eat for a day or whatever, and and so she, the the test got canceled, and so she went out and binge eat after the test got canceled, and she just got in the habit of always weighing herself every morning, and she actually lost weight, and this went on for a couple of times where the test got canceled, and and so she wouldn't eat. The test got canceled, and then she'd go out and binge eat on junk food even. And she actually lost weight that way, and that's her and her husband were both doctors. That's when they figured out basically you got to trick your body. So that's why I think there's the idea of fasting comes in for weight loss. But we're talking in our spiritual matter. We, spiritually speaking, we need to push pause on what we think we need because we need something more from God. But if we're honest with ourselves, fasting is probably something that we're not very interested in. <laughs> but again, is it because it, it has been presented or practiced wrong? See, we, we don't have a problem pausing when it's, what's, when it's our idea to pause. When it's our idea to prioritize something. We're Brother Moders likes to binge watch the show that his daughter and son-in-law got him hooked on. He's on his Lasix right now, so guess what he has to do probably. And it's not a big deal for him to hit that pause button. But if somebody else in the house asks him to hit the pause button, I don't want to hit the pause button. Why? Because it's not his idea. Listen, if, if it inconveniences me, then I'm not going to do it. But because if, if I get up because I have to use the restroom or miss this show, it's going to inconvenience me not to hit the pause button. So I'm going to hit the pause button. So it's not that we're against hitting pause. It's that we're against that it's not our, our, our idea, that we're not in control. If, if there's two things that I, I want us to really key in on this morning, and the first one, Matthew makes the statement, when you fast. It, 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 it's, Jesus is... Assuming that we understand that it is going to be times in our life when it is a necessity. 
when you get to the point in your life that you see that it's a necessity, it'll become your idea, then when you do it, realize that you better do it from time to time. And it, more than just food, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But we need to realize that we need to fast. So once we come to that conclusion, this is what it's supposed to look like. Can I tell you that fasting is not outdated? It's not outdated. It's not a magic code or password to heavenly things. Isaiah chapter number 58, the in, entire chapter, the, the Israelites are, are, are fasting. And they're, I mean, they're in the dung heap and they put ashes on their head and they're doing everything that they're supposed to do according to Old Testament law to get God's attention. And yet God says that he doesn't, he's ignoring them because they're doing it for the wrong reason. They're showboating. Again, Joel, I'd rather you rend your heart than rend your garments. They've got the nation of Israel had gotten in this loop of okay, we, you know, we we mess up, and but we're really not sorry. How many when you raise kids, you know, the famous question: Are you sorry you did it? Are you sorry you got caught? The nation of Israel, sorry they got caught. They weren't sorry they did it, and they got in this loop. Well, you know, God's going to come save us. Or get out of jail free card. And so they would do certain things. God says, no, that, that's not how it works. Fasting is not a magic. Can you tell you it's some, not something for perfect or extra holy people? We all know the story of Ahab and Jezebel. Not, not good people whatsoever. The prophet comes and tells them, because of these things that you're doing and because of the way that you're leading the country and, and so on and so forth, these things are going to happen to you. What does Ahab do? Ahab actually begins to pray and fast. Elijah's on the way out of town. God gets a hold of Elijah and says, go back and bring another message to Ahab. And God made this statement. He says, listen, Ahab, while your bed is already made and there's some circumstances that you're going to have to go through because of the fact that you prayed and fasted, you'll be spared you will be spared from some of it. Ahab didn't die. Jezebel died. Ahab wasn't a good person. He wasn't perfect. wasn't extra holy. He probably wasn't even saved. So fasting isn't for certain people. Jonah, we know the, the story of Jonah. Why, why do you think that Jonah was so opposed to going to Nineveh? 
Jonah knew what was going to happen. <coughs> God, if, if, if I go there, if I go to these people that are horrible, wretched, vile, deplorable, and they actually do what you tell them to do, what I tell them to do, what I tell them you want them to do, if they actually do that, then you're going to save them. And they don't deserve to be saved. Because they're bad people. That's why Jonah didn't want to go. See, so fasting is not for holy people. It's not for perfect people. Can I say fasting isn't even isn't what even gets us to the point of being holy? Back to Isaiah 58. They were fasting and they weren't holy. Doesn't it doesn't drum up good karma? Some people would even go too far as to say, well, you need to fast to pay for your sins. Listen, it doesn't pay for your sins. That's, that's a work. Can I say fasting doesn't even get you bonus points? I mean, remember when, when you're in school. And I, don't, I, I don't want kids to raise their hand, but there was always that kid that, is there going to be extra credit? Now there's, there's two kids that ask that question. The nerd that was going to get 115% anyway, and it's just like you want to slap the living daylights out of him. Or the one that was like, you know, <laughs> not going to do good, I need the extra credit, because I'm going to get like a 64%. And so I'm really relying on that extra credit so I can pass the class. But fasting isn't extra credit. Back in Matthew, we looked at it. When we do it. It's a given. We're supposed to do it. We're supposed to do it in secret. No one needs to know that you're fasting. Rob, realize your, your family might know that it lives in your house, but you don't need to go around and broadcast it. Fasting is... Again, we already said it's pausing. It's changing business as usual. Listen, <laughs> the explanation of insanity, doing the same thing the same way, expecting a different result. Fasting is changing business as usual. Listen, this is what I've been doing in my life and this is where I'm at and I don't want to be there. And so I need to change so change can happen. It's changing business as usual. So it's a pause. It's a way for us as a whole. And by I say us as a whole, remember that we are a soul with a body and a spirit. So all three parts of us as human beings, a whole as a person can express something. 
Paul talked about it bringing our body into subjection. What our spirit controlling our body as opposed to our body or, <clears throat> controlling our soul. Our spirit controlling our body instead of our body controlling our spirit. Our soul controlling our spirit as opposed to our spirit controlling our soul. That's what, that's what fasting is. Someone said that it, it, fasting can be a, a change of posture. Taking on a new approach. Whether that be for a moment, for a day, for a week, for a month, for whatever. It's changing our posture. Changing the way that we attack something. And... Listen, we've already mentioned it, but thanks to fast from. And this list isn't all-inclusive, but we already said one, food. Food. I, I, one of the things that I really hate to do is stopping to do something in the middle so I can eat. And I, I, I know that sounds weird because I, you guys have been around. I like to eat. You, you see that, right? Okay. But I, I really don't like to stop. And so, you know, in college or whatever, and you had to work a job, and, and you know, well, it's lunch break. I, I just really, I wasn't big on lunch breaks. I'd rather work through lunch, get off early. Because, listen, I know, I know me. I don't want to, I, once I stop, I really don't want to start again. It's easier for me just to work all the way through, get it done, and I know that it's done, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to re-motivate myself to go do something that I probably don't want to do sometime anyway. But have you been, I mean, you, you forget to eat, you choose not to eat, what, whatever it might be, you're so busy doing something, and you know, you've gone all day, and, and maybe it was like a really long day, and you were completely exhausted, and so you just came home and fell asleep in the easy chair, and you forgot to set the alarm, so you woke up too late, and so you had to rush off to your next day, and again, you power all the way through, and, but eventually it kicks in. You're, you're at work and you're or at school and you're staring at your desk and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm so hungry I can eat that desk. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that there was a way for me to just take a big chunk out of it. I'm that hungry. Ask yourself this question. Have you ever felt that way about God that you're feeling about food at that moment? Have you ever wanted the presence of God or the power of God or anything that bad that at that moment you'd do anything? Have you ever felt about God the way that you feel about food? Second thing that we can fast from and phone, I say that the media, whether it's social or news or Whatever. Listen, it's, 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 it's becoming a habit. Where's, where's it at? 
I, I did it <laughs> way to church. I put my phone in the wrong pocket, and I'm like, I told him, oh, I don't have my phone. No, I have it. Okay. It's becoming muscle, muscle memory. I was talking to a, a friend of mine, who's a teenager girl in, in his church. That, I mean, she's addicted to her phone. And it was getting bad. She realized it. She did something about it. She just took a piece of paper and folded it up and stuck it in her pocket. She says, as long as I can feel it there, I'm okay. But, the, I mean, it was causing her psychological issues. My, my phone isn't there. I can't feel my phone. I can't function. I have anxiety. Listen, we've got a problem. When we don't know where it is, where it becomes muscle memory. We, we, can't, we can't function. Or maybe you're like me and you spend hours trying to make sure that you're not tracked or hacked. I've got, I've got so many things on, on my devices that government couldn't find me. If they wanted to. I don't know if they want to. Work. No, they, they probably could. But why? I just, I've, I've, I've got everything turned up. You, you're, if, most of you probably don't realize this, but you can get those emergency broadcast alerts, whether it's an Amber Alert or a Weather Alert or a Presidential Alert. Have you gotten those on, on your phone? I got those turned off. They can't get a hold of me. They're off. She's gone. You can't ping my phone. Turned off. Use a VPN so they, they, they can't track me with my web browser. The only, the only way that they know where I'm at is when I'm on a phone call and they know that that phone is connected to that tower and that only gives them like a three-mile radius of where they know I'm at. But you know how long it took me to set all that up? I got to think about it. Listen, it, it controls our life. But here's a, here's a novel idea. Maybe just don't get on. If you're that worried about being tracked, maybe don't get on that social media site. Or open that browser. Man, that would be a whole lot easier. Simpler, maybe not easier. A whole lot simpler. Live like Debbie. She doesn't have those anxieties. She doesn't have that problem. Government trying to hack her. See, the, the things that are supposed to make our life easier. And, and listen, there are, there are things that, listen, if, if I have a thought that pops in for, for a sermon or something or something that I need to do, you know, I got my phone, I got my iPad, I got my computer, I can just type it in real quick and it, it, it goes to wherever I need it to go. Listen, the things that are supposed to make our life easier we're not careful have become our master. One of the things that, that I've started to do in the last few months is, is I don't get on Twitter in the morning. I check the news and I get the kids ready for school, get them breakfast. Like I, I, I do my office thing. I don't, I don't get back on social media until after lunch. I take it, you know, three or four hour break. 
I don't know. It's just something that... So it's not controlling me. What about fandom? You look forward to something with anticipation, whether it's a sports or a show or an activity. Tripping your watch. Pants are almost done. I gotta get to lunch. Tonight the Super Bowl's on. How long is Pastor gonna be? Huh? What? My my favorite show's on. Man, I I had to work too late. My favorite show's on. So you're doing 90 miles an hour on the way home, so you don't have to miss your favorite show. There's, there's this thing that, uh, that I don't have, but I know most people have. It's called a DVR. You can, your old school VCR, right? You can record your show. It doesn't have to control your life. Do we look forward to, in anticipation to spending time with God the way that we look forward to that activity or that show or whatever? If not, can I suggest that maybe we should consider a change? Pausing, changing the way that we do things. Because you know deep down that that's, this, this is not where I need to be. This is not even where I want to be. Listen, there's nothing, obviously, there's nothing wrong with food. <laughs> you don't... Food, you, you know, there's, listen, there's nothing wrong with, with listen, not sure we shouldn't be ostriches and we shouldn't stick our head in the sand. We, we need to know what's going on around us. But listen, when you're, you have so much anxiety and fear about, you know, well, what's, I mean, they've got the border between the U.S. and Canada is almost 90% closed and, and, and food and supplies aren't going to get here. They've shut down so many manufacturing trucks. And you get nervous about it. It's time to take a step back. Nothing wrong with social media. It's a tool. We get advertise activities for the church and to do the church service and live stream. Listen, there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with sports. Not planning on being long tonight. Might miss the beginning of the Super Bowl, but it starts at 6.30. So if you're nervous, you might... We should be home sometime during the first quarter, right? Okay, so, listen, there's nothing wrong with those things. But they shouldn't control our life. Look at Galatians chapter number five. Galatians chapter number five.
verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. I want to read you something that, that I came across. This is a person's interpretation, if you will, of these verses. It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless. Paranoid, loneliness, cutthroat, competition, all consuming yet never satisfying. A brutal temper, an impossibility to love or be loved, division in our homes and lives, small minded and lopsided in our pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled addictions, ugliness in our communities. Why? The works of the flesh. Listen, if we're not careful, each and every one of those things, listen, nothing wrong with food, nothing wrong with watching the news, nothing wrong with social media, nothing wrong with activities and sports and, and anything of that. But when we get so, when those begin to control our lives, that's the result. Let's take a look at our world. Look at, look at where we're at. They say that Rome fell from the inside. Listen, nothing could attack or ever hurt Rome. From Rome fell from the inside. Why? And we all we've all heard, you know, they entertain themselves to death. I mean, the Olympics started, and and you know, the the Colosseum, and and all of that. But can I just simply break it down to this? They couldn't control. Everything in Rome was running rampant. They couldn't control it. They couldn't control their appetites. If you remember, we, we, we talked about the fact that they invented a room where they could go and regurgitate their food during their feast so they could go and eat more and become a glutton. They couldn't control I mean, that's bad when you can't control your eating to that point. I realize that probably there's vast majority of Americans probably need to lose, you know, some weight. But I don't think very many of us are that far where, you know, we on purpose eat to the point where we go through all so we can come back and eat some more. They couldn't control it. I mean, they they got to the point where where the, in the uh, 
Olympic Games and in the Colosseum. I mean, they literally fight to the death. Listen, I, I mean, I've I, I played sports, you know. Sometimes, you know, the coach or say something to the effect of, well, we need to go kill those guys. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't literally mean end their life. But Rome had gotten so far that when you were told to go kill that person in a sporting event, it literally meant go kill that person. They couldn't control it. Let's finish the chapter. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the, with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. See, we see what happens when we follow our will. But this is what's supposed to happen when we follow God's will. That's what happens when we live God's way. He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears. Affectionate for others. Serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things. Compassion. Conviction of basic holiness permeates. Loyalty in our commitments. Not needing to force our way in life. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. When we do things the way that God wants us to. When we follow God's will. Again, <laughs> God's my co-pilot. No, be in first class. Let God control your life. He'll, listen, he'll show you if you need to fast something. And like I said, the, the, probably every American could... Health-wise, stand to lose a few pounds. Well, not Mrs. Cole. She lost a whole bunch already. She's ahead of the game. Good for her. <laughs> the vast majority of us. So when this comes to this idea of fasting, I, from a spiritual aspect, I think food is, is honestly the least important of them all. There's probably... More important things we need to fast from. Maybe, like I said, that TV show or, or that news. Anything that, what, whatsoever things are just, lovely, pure. Think on those things. Have your life revolve around those things. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with TV. There You can probably find Hallmark Channel, you know. Oh, no. Decent, at least, right? 
binge watch Full House and all those sitcoms from the 80s and 90s. There's probably something wrong with them too, but anyway. They're all better than the ones that are on now, probably. Social media. Listen, you, you can get on, on groups, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or, or I forget what all the social media groups are. That Christian, they'd encourage one another. Listen, nothing wrong with those things. When we're living the life that God wants us to live, we used to hunger for food. Now we hunger for God's presence and his will. Listen, we, we've all heard the statement, do you live to eat or do you eat to live? Listen, we, we, we have got to have physical nourishment to live. But if your only existence is to, the only reason that you're living is so that you can get to your next meal, can I tell you, I mean, that's what animals are. Listen, animals only exist for two things. To eat and to reproduce. That's it. And again, look at our society. They've been teaching us for Years in public school that were nothing but animals. So the only reason that for your existence is to eat gluttony, fat, overweight, lazy, and to reproduce. Go do what you want to do as long as it makes you happy. You're not. That's it. Go, go live with people. Do you live to eat? Or do you eat to live? We used to rely on these to get us through the day. Well, I gotta, did anybody like what I posted? When in reality, we need to rely on this to live. Rely on this to get us through the day. We used to anticipate things now we anticipate the things of God look at Matthew chapter number 9 and we'll be done verse number 14 then came to him the disciple of John saying why do we and the Pharisees fast oft but thy disciples fast not Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they shall fast. Listen, it's we're supposed to. God expects us to. God wants us to. He's set up what we're supposed to do. Jesus, Stephen, even some other great Christians of the past. Not my will, but yours be done. Not, listen, listen I, I want that 64 ounce steak. I don't need it. 
if I eat that 64-ounce steak, I'm going to have a heart attack. But it's not God's will for me to have a heart attack. Not my will. Your will. So I want to I wanna get on, on social media and see if anybody likes my sarcastic re- remarks that are, you know, anti-communism. But that's not God's will. God wants me to get in the Bible and study and to know more about him. Not my will. Your will. I want to make sure that I'm in time, home in time for the Super Bowl and, and for Michigan plays and Red Wings and and God says don't don't worry about what time it is. You just do what you're supposed to do. You you should listen, Sunday morning. Are 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 you excited about Sunday morning as you are about the things that you're excited about? Anticipate. The bottom line is this. Fasting is creating space for God. So when you when you take something away, you've got to add something to it. So when you fast, when you do it, whether you take away food or, or social media or, or sports, whether you do it for one meal or for one day or for one week or whatever it is, the time that you would use that for normally. Well, you know, it takes me a half hour to eat a meal. We'll take that half hour. Spend time with God. Creating space. Well, I would normally get on my phone for five or ten minutes between classes at school, check my social media. Don't do that. Take a five or ten minutes between classes, and between work, office calls, whatever. Pray and spend time with God. Fasting is just simply giving God space that He deserves. We all know that. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying anything we don't know. But that's all it is. So when we fast, why we do it, how we do it, God's lead it out for us. We just have to do it. Let's pray, Lord. We come before you this morning. We're thankful that you allowed us to come and gather, learn from you. Again, so many times we